The following episode is brought to you by Daryl Delaney, Ryan Royce, Darren Katzka, Jessica Smith, Irene Viarito, Laura Pickren, Eric Whitman, Devious Pop-Tart, Elizabeth Clark, Jessica Smith, Andy Dossett, Natasha Rallerson, Richard Cree, The Cam Family, Charles Compton, Edvar Tharnoff, Dustin Troop, Rebecca Miller, Michael Clark, and David Scrams, along with all of our generous patrons. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. Eberron Renewed, an actual play podcast set in the Eberron campaign setting. I am your game master, Eric. And I'm Jeff. And welcome to another cold open for the second episode of the Goliath at Large arc. At the end of the last episode, we had a dramatic finish where a couple of uh, female Sentinel Marshals showed up to track down Hob, and you all are probably wondering why. And so we are going to answer that question now. (laughs) So I have been. (laughs) Okay. So the scene that we are going to be portraying, Hob, you are at home uh, at your room in Savia's and it's it's downtime. It's time where you're not uh, not at the four sales, obviously. So what what circumstances would Hob be just hanging out in his room, I guess? Um, the only things that Hob goes to Savia's for are to sleep and recuperate. Uh, he doesn't spend time. I mean, that's not entirely true. There are times that he will just be present there as a protective measure. Um, that's how, how, why he has a room there is because he does that. But I think in this case, he is awake in his room. Maybe he has just gotten done kind of walking the perimeter, or not walking the perimeter, but walking the grounds of Savia's, keeping things safe, staying in visibility. Uh, just got back to his room, and he's just about to start listening to some music through the little buds that aired. Okay. Very cool. So yeah, we, we've established that you've lived at Savia's for some time now and provide a, a bit of protection when you're there. So as you are beginning to relax and kind of sink into the music and just let, let your body relax for a, a brief moment of respite, there is a knock at your door. Not like an aggressive, oh crap, come, but also more than just a tap, 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 what you doing kind of knock. Seems very intentional. Yeah, I mean, Hob opens the door. Uh, so you see Savia standing there. So Savia is a woman in her late 40s. Uh, she is a human, uh, a human woman. and. She has uh, a darker complexion, uh, kind of a bronze complexion with very, very dark, long hair. And you can see a couple streaks of gray here and there. And she has her hair tied up um, in kind of a a back of the head 
uh, bun. And she has an exasperated look on her face and says, I'm, I'm very sorry, Hob, but we, we have a situation that if you could come help uh, me and the girls deal with it, that would be much appreciated. Yeah, I mean, Hob, um, yep, sure. <clears throat> kind of stretches out. Let's go. So Savia takes you. Uh, is your room upstairs, downstairs? Um, I assume it is upstairs. Okay. So, yeah, you, you walk down the hallway past uh, mostly closed doors, a few that are uh, slightly open, and come down the staircase into the main gathering social area for Savia's, where there's a bar, there's some music playing, uh, there's, there's a, a gnome woman up on a stage singing uh, a jazz standard, and you see lots of seating all over the place comfortable seating for people to lounge and relax and enjoy themselves but you see a a human man uh with dirty blonde hair and he looks fairly young you you would peg him at very late teens if not very early 20s and he seems to be beyond inebriated uh seems to be in a state to where he may not uh he may not recall tomorrow morning what he's doing right now. Uh, and there is he you see a, a retinue of people who are also not quite as drunk as him, but clearly also have been imbibing. And they seem to be just disruptive. They're being loud. They're not respecting people's boundaries uh, in the establishment and just causing a general ruckus. And Savia looks at you and says. Uh. Bet you five gold you can guess who it is. I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't want to take your money. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I think he asks her. He says, um, "Does this need to be um, done with a certain amount of finesse, or do you want me to just grab him by the collar?" Everybody's aware that. They're here and they're causing a ruckus. And maybe if it's more overt, it'll be a reminder to the people that aren't currently causing a ruckus that they shouldn't or else you'll come for them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I think that Hob just walks over. Does he have to walk through part of the retinue to get to the guy? Like, uh, I mean, you could, you could approach at an angle to where he is the first one that you encounter. Okay. Yeah. yeah I think I'll do that. Cause I don't want to risk, you know, whatever, some other dude getting offended that I brushed him aside. So yeah, at, at the point that you are approaching him, uh, there, one of the, the female staff members of Savia's is sitting on one of the couches and this figure like has one of her wrists and is trying to get her to stand up to, to dance with him. Okay. I guess walk in and I go, okay, buddy. Um, we think that it's best if you go ahead and head on home for the night. Uh, he quickly snaps his head around to look you in the eye and then realizes he's looking at your chest and then pivots mm -hmm. his head up. He's like, just because you're taller than me, you think you're better than me? No. No, just because I'm taller than you, I think you're Because you don't know who I am. 
and I don't know who you are, but I bet I'm more important than you. In a certain circle, likely, but we're talking about right now. And right now, important or not, I think that you should listen to me. Listen. And he reaches into his coin purse that's on his belt, and he pulls out a silver and says, Okay, Stonehead, you can just take this for your trouble and leave me and my buddies be. And he, like, with a finger, presses the silver piece against your chest and holds it there. Oh, man, I'm going to grab that finger. <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put just enough torque on it that it doesn't feel good. I'm not, this, is, this is not an inciting incident yeah. as far as Hob is concerned. Now, yeah. I don't know what the other guy's going to do. Just enough torque on it as I pull it away. The silver piece drops to the ground. And I say, I do not need your money. I need your absence. Leave now. And he like winces at the the mild but pain. I, I, and I let him go. When I, I let him go when I say now. Sorry, I should. No, you're good. Um, and he like grabs his finger and recoils. Is like, listen, buddy, pal. I'm gonna give you that one for free. But if you do anything else, the, my, my house and my family are coming for you. And uh, at this point, his buddies are starting to, like, pull at his, like, like put, put hands on his shoulder and, like, right. let's just go. Like, it's fine. And I think Hob has done, like, the thing with, what's his, with Vigo. Like, Hob has done enough escort missions for the Boromars uh, with guys like this that he's not actually worried about a threat of retribution from the family. Yeah. Because uh, it's just going to be, and it's going to be three or four punk buddies of his that are also in yeah. the family. You'd really better listen to your friends. If you don't start walking, I'm going to have to throw you out. He takes a step back and like brushes his friend's hands off. He's like, okay. Okay. I see that there's no common ground to be had. And like mid sentence, he tries to like sucker punch you into the chest and just, I mean, he's a scrawny 20 year old in your hob. So, right. Yeah. Oh, Hob doesn't try to block it. <laughs> yeah. Hob just lets himself get tapped in the chest. And, and he kind of stumbles forward and mm -hmm. realizes his punch had no effect. All right. I think Hob lets, him, lets his own momentum carry him, and then he just kicks him in the butt. Okay. I don't know. You, you can decide if he falls over or just gets pushed forward. Yeah, he, just he shoves definitely... Him in, shoves him in the butt with his foot. Yeah, he definitely stumbles and falls, like, onto his knees. Um, so, I, are, are you going to forcibly remove him at this point, or...? Yeah, I think if he's on his knees, Hob's going to walk up and just, lit, like... Just like he said, he's going to grab his collar by the back of it, just start dragging him out the door. No! Get your, get your hands off me! Stop it! Well, and, uh, no, I don't, I don't think that I will, you see. Uh, in, at this moment, I feel quite important. Uh, and I think that what I'm doing 
is important and what you're doing is less so. Therefore, by your logic, I am in the right. Okay, by the time you finish that sentence, you all are well yes. uh, out the front door, um, despite his protests and kicking and his, his friends are following, uh, just trying to make sure that their, their friend doesn't get himself hurt and or killed. Um, so once you get outside the front door, do you kind of just like, like toss him in that you just let his weight go and let him stumble out? Do you stand him up? Like, what, what do you do at the end of removing him? I think Hobbs stands him up, brushes him off, puts his hands on this guy's shoulders in a very much a stand still and listen to me now, says. Loudly, says. You know, there was a time where I would have uh, let you leave and come back on another night. But then you hurt me when you punched my chest. <laughs> And I was going to let that go as well. But I believe you might have urinated yourself on the way out the door, and I do not take kindly to people doing that in my friend Savia's place. Therefore, you and your friends are no longer welcome here. And you just see rage boiling and stewing behind this young man's eyes, and he just looks at you and is like, Oh, you'll see. And he goes to turn and, and walk away and I kick him trips. in the butt again. Okay. Kick him in the butt and he just stump like like fall runs down the stairs, like clearly not in control, but keeps his feet under him until he reaches the street level and then just topples into the street. Awesome. And his buddies run after him, and that is the end of that scene. So yeah. Um Hope you all enjoyed this little mini cold open. Uh, some insight into more insight into Hobbs day to day and uh, the obligation that he incurred by doing his job. So, yeah. Okay, Jeff. Um, well, thanks. Hope yeah. you enjoyed this. Um, it was it was a good time talking to you, but not <laughs> as you and not being us, but talking like being. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope that you enjoy the second episode of the Goliath at Large arc. Uh, everything is going to go well and nothing bad is going to happen to our intrepid band of adventurers. So anyway, uh, that ominous disclaimer aside, hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to Eberron Renewed, an actual play podcast set in the Eberron campaign setting. I'm your game master, Eric. I'm Philip. I'm Trevor. I'm Randy. I'm Jeff. And welcome to another episode. Gentlemen, what happened last time? We got, we got a weird job. Oh. <laughs> I mean, we did that next. <laughs> we got a health inspection. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. There was a health inspection. And that was it. Philip so. failed everything. <laughs> I failed to roll on almost everything. Eris made something cool for herself that hasn't come up yet. But yeah. Yeah, we... We got a weird, a weird job with six or seven different conflicting in in goals, mm -hmm. um, but we are currently on top of a train, trying to get to the front of it so we can steal some research from a guy. But we have just been um, accosted, accosted, well, challenged for sure by, by an two artist women and an angel, who <laughs> who apparently <laughs> Hob did something to their brother. 
So yeah, those of you, uh, <laughs> those of you paying attention, which is presumably most of you, uh, recall that we rolled Hobbs' obligation at the end of the last session. So that is what has manifested is has Hobbs' come to bounty. Up. Yeah, come to roost. Uh, Hobbs' bounty obligation has come up, <clears throat> and uh, prior to this episode in the cold open that you just heard, uh, you got some more clarification on what that means because that's what we're gonna do before this episode comes out is we're gonna explore the origins of this bounty. So, um, <laughs> is, is there anything Jeff needs to know ahead of time? <laughs> I can take off my headphones. Je- Jeff and I have had a conversation oh, as okay. to what what this is. So, okay. Jeff Jeff knows. Um, Jeff knows what he did. Jeff's um, heard. Let's not conflate <laughs> that with Jeff recalls. No, I, I, I do. I, I do actually know what's going it was, on. <laughs> it was, in fact, Jeff's idea. So I hope that. Um, Okay, so so yeah, you you have these two women uh, before you, who are here for Hob, uh, but fortunately, uh, you all are still above the furthest back cargo car, so any kind of commotion that you cause back here will probably, unless the rolls dictate otherwise, go unnoticed by the rest of the people on the train. So. Um, so who's ready for a consequences free train fight? So I have a question. <laughs> yeah. First. Well, you said we recognize these as Sentinel Marshals. Yeah. Uh so we're talking these are these are these are international cops. Yeah, Interpol. Interpol, yeah. Uh what do we know as people who frequently break the law? Uh, about the current situation as to whether or not the expectation if they were legitimately here to arrest Hobb. Would they be expected to present a warrant and announce their intention so that this is obvious that they're operating off the books on some sort of personal thing, as opposed to they're here under legitimate authority because we're yeah, criminals? Yeah, I mean, putting, putting two and two together, like, they clearly were on this train and waited for you all to be isolated in some capacity before acting. If they were, if if Hobbit committed a crime worth them arresting him on, they would have just come and arrested Hob. Right. Okay. Um. So. So yeah. <clears throat> um. So yeah. This this is not normal operation for Sentinel Marshals. Okay. So let's go ahead and uh, roll initiative. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Trevor. Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I don't know why. Uh, be sure to use the, uh, this is going to be vigilance because you all did not see this coming. I would like to argue that Eris should get to roll cool because she literally said this was going to happen. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to roll this. You did the uh, best. And then we will roll. <laughs> <laughs> then we will roll for no, no, Kath. Kath is an allied NPC, but would she take an NPC slot or a PC slot? Oh, that's it weird. Yeah, it's like, you need, it's like you need a third category. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's got to be, ha- it's gotta be PC, go. right? Yeah, she's, yeah, on, she's on our side. team, so that's... It's the PC's team versus the NPC's team. Right. Yeah. Well, up until inevitably Randy and Hob, or Milo and Hob get into a fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> Do we get to decide which one of these is uh, Kath's? <laughs> I mean, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kath, no. Kath will go whenever. <laughs> oh, they did so good. 
We have the first slot, but they did well. Who is this mysterious duo? We don't learn women's They're... names on this show, so... <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had a you chance know, to ask you know Kat's name and heiress. <laughs> Olive. We know Olive. <laughs> Kath and Sana. We, we don't know women. We don't know the women's name that are fighting us. <laughs> In fairness, we've not gotten the names of a lot of people we've fought. <laughs> yeah, but we've got like 160 episodes of another show or another campaign where we learned maybe... A dozen names of of people we were fighting against. Hey, I worked really hard to get to know all the bad guys. The other other player characters rolled their eyes all the time. Hey, you trying to kill us? What's your Um, name? (laughs) Really wish that was no. No, for Eric, it was what's your name? What's your ideological beliefs? Now I want to debate you. (laughs) That's right. Because you're wrong, and I need you to understand why you're wrong. Nonviolent um, solutions. If they weren't all so bloody smug, it would not have been so necessary. Um, okay, so uh, first up is a PC slot. So you have these two identical twins uh, who are Sentinel Marshals standing before you threateningly, one with a sword, one with a paintbrush. Who would like to go? <laughs> I, I would I like to, if nobody minds. Anybody mind sure. if Milo goes? All right. I would like to go before anyone engages them in melee combat. Because I never get to use the explosive rounds on my on my Fletcher. Um. So, okay. Go for it, Milo. Because I'm assuming you're not going to run up and punch them. You assume correctly, sir. Um. Well, this doesn't look good. Uh, friends of yours, I do believe, Hob. And with that, Milo reaches out and touches Hob on the side as his fingers kind of sparkle and Milo will cast Barrier with, uh, I want to add defense on it. Okay. So that would make the difficulty something. Hard, I think, instead of average. Check is easy and it says plus two purple? Plus two. Yep. So that would be three purple. You ready? I am. Go for it. How many story points do we have? You all have two currently. <sighs> Go for it. I'm going to be using I'm going to flip one for a boost then. Okay, you got an upgrade for spending the story point, so go for it. Yes. Wow. So that is much. four success. I'm very successful. Wow. Wow. Okay, so what that means is... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hob has um, three soak, right? Reduced damage to all hits suffered by one and further reduced for every uncanceled success beyond the first. Two success. Two success. Yes. Yeah, every two success. So that's three additional three soak. And then defense. How many? He's going to get ranged in melee defense equal to two. That's my ranks so your and knowledge. defense goes up by two also. And you already have a defense of one on each of those, I believe. So you have a yeah. defense of three. So I got a defense of three and a soak of seven. Awesome. Come on, ladies. Let's dance. <laughs> Your stupid Let's go, girls. I don't know what you've done, Hob, but I aim to do my best for you. 
and Milo, Milo, uh, or sorry, Hob leans to Milo and says, I've got to be perfectly honest. I'm not sure what I did either. I don't, I don't remember doing anything. I don't remember a fella named Trick. Um, but I suppose <laughs> I'll have a chance to find out. So it would appear. Do you say anything to them, Hob? Yeah. What do you say? I say, I'm sorry, who? The one with the paintbrush laughs and like, you would be that type, wouldn't you? Well, I don't, I don't know that I'm any sort of type. I um, I just don't know who you're talking about or what it did. Now, don't remember. That's that's fine. I can't distinguish. Not I don't remember. Oh, so you do this kind of thing often enough? Maybe. What did I do? Well, okay. Let let's let's take let's take the opportunity. And the one with the paintbrush turns to her sister. Let's let's take the opportunity to explain what happened, and then we'll see if we can come to a reasonable. Uh, solution to this situation. Sound good? And the other one looked at that, that sounds totally reasonable. And at, at those words, Hob, all of a sudden you see a figure hop up from the side of the train and try to come down and punch you, um, leaping up and coming at you. Uh, did they roll and initiative? Yes. Oh. They did. <laughs> and this is the slot they're taking. <laughs> um... They're and triplets? Yeah. No, this is not a human. This is not a sentinel marshal. This is a rather large warforge that all of you recognize. Um, a very large warforge that might have a, a reason to take a job to go kick the crap out of Hob. Is this trick? So you see Ram uh, trying to do a Superman punch down on Hob's face. So, that's what's happening. How so, wide across is the unstable platform on which we are standing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh, how wide across would a train car be? 20 feet? That sounds reasonable, possibly yeah. even generous. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say maybe a little generous, but I'm fine with it. <laughs> okay, so... This train is 120 feet wide. You're fine. Everything's and fine. 240 feet long. <laughs> Crushes everything in its path. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to spend a story point to go ahead and do an upgrade, even though I don't really need it, but I want to give you all story points. Um, and yeah, he's going to punch. One success, four advantage. Uh. So that is enough to crit on a melee attack. So we will do that uh, because why not? So that is eight damage. So you take one point. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Before you do that, Mm -hmm. I need to roll three setback die for your defense. Okay. He misses. So that's two two (laughs) failure, four advantage. Okay. So um, with the four advantage that he still has, um, he is going to... So he doesn't hit you, Hob, but you're able to like duck out of the way and because you all are so grouped together at this point because this just happened um, all of you are kind of knocked back a bit as the momentum shifts as this giant warforge lands in front of you so the next PC to act will upgrade the difficulty of their check by one so that's what he will spend all four of his advantage on so now we have a PC slot well I I have to go oh no yes 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 yes, no you no, you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. Well, and there there is a good amount of separation between 
the sisters and Ram. So, well, but there yeah. won't be because one of them's got a sword. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to run up and attack us. Uh, Eris doesn't say anything about what Hob has done because people, people don't threaten Hob. That's not cool. Uh, so Eris uh, brings up the Fletcher uh, and um, one of the adjustments that she has made to it uh, that she's hoping will cause this function to work better uh, is she reaches up and flicks a toggle on it uh, and a small uh, magazine that projects off the side feeds into the chamber rather than a flechette, a small round disc like a really big washer. Uh, it is a miniaturized blast disc uh, and she is going to shoot at the one with the sword. Okay. So they are short distance from you, so that's one difficulty. Um, but you're going to upgrade that because of the advantage from the previous check. Mm -hmm. So that's one red. Okay. Would you like to use a maneuver to aim? I think I'm already having to... I think I've already done everything I can, because I would have needed a maneuver to get the weapon up, gotcha. and I would have used a maneuver to activate the thing, so I've already taken some strain. So I, okay. I cannot. Uh, all right. One success for advantage. Okay, so she's going to take 10 damage. Okay. Uh, and I will trigger blast so that her sister additionally takes five damage. Uh, and she also takes another five from the blast? No, it's no. just anybody okay. engaged. Yeah, blast okay. doesn't affect the person so targeted. Sister also takes a blast. And with the other two advantage... I will crit. Okay. So Eris sort of leans down, fires. This little disc goes spinning across and just smashes into her chest, into whatever armor piece she's wearing, uh, and shatters. And when it does, um, there's just this sudden arcing lightning that, that lances off of her uh, and into her sister. Yeah, we will go and roll the D100. Do you want to roll it or do you want me to, Philip? Uh, I will roll 35. Is what 35. I okay, so that is going to be stunned. The target is staggered until the end of their next turn. That seems very right, reasonable since I just electrocuted yeah. her. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've been tasered. It's it is stunning. It will <laughs> it will slow you down for a round. I was I was a, a dumb twenty something year old. I was not in the act of committing a crime. Oh, so you, you volunteered to let someone tase you? <laughs> I didn't explicitly say don't tase me, and they took that as tacit agreement. They cannot perform actions, so they can still move, but they can't take an action. It is now NPC turn. So the one with the sword is going to run up. They cannot, she she cannot attack because, uh, so she's kind of like grabbing her chest and like pulling the armor away a little bit to catch her breath as she like closes the distance. Just trying and, to get her fingers to unlock on the sword a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And the, the one with the, uh, the paintbrush kind of shakes off the electricity and spins her paintbrush in in her fingers. As you all see that her belt has a bunch of different little jars on it. And so she dips her brush into one jar and then begins like flinging it about in the air. And you realize that she is painting uh, a 
it's it's a lot of orange reds and yellows and then she spins her paintbrush around and flings it forward and all of a sudden the paint changes and manifests into a large ball of fire that is launching towards the back of the car so so she that is going to be a hard oh uh randy did you suffer two strain for casting barrier on hob and you activated blast correct Mm -hmm. uh so that was the two story points that your party had yes so all five are in my court now she is going to use a story point to upgrade so she is going to be targeting who would be in the back so uh, so yeah, who would be in the back of the group? So so Hob, Ram, and the one Sentinel Marshal are near the front. And I touched Hob, um, so I assume I'm there by him. Okay. I think it's me. So she's targeting Reynard, because the idea is if if she gets to activate something to affect all uh, engaged people, she doesn't want to hit her allies. So Reynard, catch. Oh. Uh-huh. Three success and one triumph. So, well, we're going to miss you. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Reynard, you've just climbed up this ladder. You see this interaction happening. And then all of a sudden you see the sun come out of the sky and fall towards you. Um, so that is going to be three success and a triumph, by the way. Yeah, three success and a triumph. Eleven damage. But take your soak into account, Reynard. Yeah. What's your soak? Four. Four. So you only take oh, sorry, two. seven damage. Okay. So nine actual damage. And what's your wound threshold? Four. What? That can't no. be right. Your wound threshold is 11. Okay. I just pulled up your character sheet. So That's what I'm on. No, you took you took 11, but you have a soak of two. So you have nine. So you can still take two more wounds before you're down. Why not? Let's, let's crit on this, baby. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, oh, man. Come on. Well, I'm going to climb back down this ladder, guys. Have so fun. 97. One cool. of your target, one of the target's limbs is impaired until this critical injury is healed. Increased difficulty of all checks that require the use of that limb by one. Um, well, I'm so... going to make it a leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's just do, let's roll, roll a, a D4. D4. Yeah. Um, what a... Left... Left arm, right arm, left leg, right leg. One, two, three, four. Okay, your left arm is it's like so. So you put your hand up like to brace, and just it, oh the flesh, gosh. like you, oh. it just gets charred and like third degree burns all over your forearm oh as you like. Gosh, let out a a scream, uh, Reynard. As all of a sudden, like things have gone so poorly so quickly. That's so, permanent. That's permanent, Trevor. You're gonna have a black arm from now on. Just a charred, crispy. <laughs> uh. That's the NPC turns. Who would like to go next? Hob looks at the at at Ram, and he says, "Oh, come on, guy. I already beat you fair and square. Um, I'm gonna have to tell Dorgoth about this. You're probably gonna <laughs> lose your spot in the fights. Um." But as it stands, I'm going to knock you off this train. And I'm going to get into a three-point stance. And okay. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to brawl him. Okay. Once I pull my character sheet up. So mad that I failed that making check. So mad. Yeah, um, ooh, cuz ooh, yeah, cuz yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The uh 
uh, Ram before you says uh, as you're getting like as you all are kind of sharing words before you drop down into your stance the pay is much better this time well yeah you didn't make any money last time because you're well, <laughs> you know what flip a, flip a story point for that one <laughs> I want to I I I upgrade I okay what nothing I just feel bad okay go for it oh no success for advantage come so on you, you try to go at him what would you like to do with the four advantage well, I'd like to crit but I didn't succeed I would like to target a boost to Eris with two of them and I have two strain I'll just kill I'll get rid of them okay I didn't Man, if I had aimed, if I'd remember to aim, I gotta remember mm-hmm. I can aim even though I don't actually have a weapon. Right. Yeah. It's a lot easier to remember to aim when I had a gun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's that PC turn. Uh, we have another PC slot. So we still have Reynard and Kath still to go, but they're back to back slots. So Reynard, if you want to go ahead and do something. So well, I was the gonna... outline of the battlefield. <laughs> go ahead. What is the outline of the battlefield? Because I'm back here dying. <laughs> so you have uh, you have Ram up on Hob. The woman with the sword is also up on Hob as well. Um, and then you have the magic user that hit you with the fireball short distance away from you in the back. Uh, so since one of your arms is um, is is severely injured at this point. Uh, basically, any attempt to shoot your bow is going to obviously be affected by that. Uh, if you try to attack with both weapons on one turn, that would be affected. Um, and yeah, I mean, just just stabbing with your dagger one time, I I think you could reasonably use your <laughs> your other hand to do that. So the other option that you do have, because uh, we we have not had you do this yet, you are a bard. <laughs> And bards can heal, so you could well, I was spend gonna this use, healing yourself. I was going to use my verse ability to, yes, to okay, do perfect. something. But I really wanted to shoot Mary Kate or Ashley, so... <laughs> I mean, if you want to do that too, well... Uh, I'm yeah, not going I mean, you to. Can't, you, you can't attack with uh, with verse, unfortunately, so... No, I'm going to uh, try and give my, get my life back together. <laughs> okay, so, so here's what you can do. Here are your options. You could just do the heal spell which mm-hmm. is going to have an easy difficulty. One purple. If you succeed, you heal one wound plus one per uncanceled success and a strain per uncanceled advantage. And that will get your wounds under control. However, your arm is still hurt. Okay. You could add the heal critical modifier, which would make it a hard check. There would be three purple. But if you succeed, not only would you regain, uh, w- recover wounds, you could also heal your arm but it's much more difficult to pass that check. So that's your option. We don't have any story points, do we? You currently do not, no. Okay, then I'll go for the easy one. I'm doing my best. (laughs) Um, Without just spending one every single turn. Okay, so I have your difficulty set, one purple die. Go ahead and um, roll your verse skill. Okay. Okay. I think I did it. Four success, one advantage. So you heal one strain and five wounds. Okay, that's good. Yes. And you also took two strain. Yes, you do suffer two strain because of casting the spell. 
Okay. So, so I'm just gonna for one. Basically. Yeah, I give myself one. Okay. What is what is Reynard using verse like? How does Reynard use the verse ability? <laughs> is do you sing? Do you have an instrument? Do you? I think that it, he's not on stage or performing for someone, so it's probably something subtle and uh, just kind of to okay. himself. So. He's probably a little freaked out, uh, too, because he popped his head up on the train and got fireballed. So <laughs> just the context of being hit with a fireball makes me think that Reynard is back there, like tending to his arm, like mutter, like low key muttering through singing Firework by Katy Perry to him. So like, baby, you're a firework. <laughs> through the tears. Fight through the tears, Reynard. Yep. OK, so Reynard is healed uh, himself. Cath uh, is up. So Cath is going to. Um, run up and attempt to kick the woman with the sword in the side of the knee to try and take her down. And here's the thing, like, I... I yeah, allied NPCs are weird in Genesis. Because, like, I, it doesn't make sense for me to use one of my story points to upgrade her check to benefit you all. Like, right. that. that's... Um, so... I'm going to use a story point to make her check more difficult. <laughs> Just so I can use a story point. <laughs> Okay, so this is going to be a brawl check as she runs up and kicks. Two success, two advantage. Kath runs up and kind of low, low kicks into the side of the knee, and you see this woman's knee kind of bend in a little bit as she lets out a, uh, a scream as her knee bends just a little bit too far the wrong way. And with two advantage, uh, she is going to pass a... Uh, she's going to put a setback die on that woman's attack when she goes to attack somebody. Okay, we are to a PC slot. Ooh, can I go? Does anybody mind? Go for it. All right. Question. If this works, I can push somebody one range band. Is that going to be enough to... Is anybody close enough to where if, it, if I pull it off, they'll get knocked off the train? If I move them a full a range, a full band? range band. Yeah, because I said it's 20 feet across. Yeah, so presumably if you move them laterally, you could knock yeah. pretty much anyone off the train. Now, now here's the deal, Randy. Uh, in that kind of scenario, because of the, the grade of villains that these people are, they are going to get a coordination check. I'm going to be able to spend a story point to give them a coordination check to prevent themselves from being completely knocked off of the oh, train. Oh, yeah, that, that's... But there's a chance they will that, fail. That's so. totally for sure. I'd want the same if it was me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, do unto others and all that. So um, so this is the what spell Well, here we go. Sorry. Milo takes out his wand, gives it a little <laughs> flick, and who's he aiming at? Who in particular could he get? You, you tell me. Um, the paintbrush um, lady. Okay, what which spell are you using? This attack or curse? Um, it's an attack. This is called the open palm <laughs> of Milo. Awesome. I love it. So it's good. got a difficulty of two. And Milo flicks his wrist, and this giant ghostly hand flies out at paintbrush lady and attempts to slap her so hard in the face <laughs> that she goes flying off the side. Wow. I'm going to spend a story point to upgrade that check by one. So it's one purple, one red. And you are good. All right. Hey. Okay. So two success. So your attack spell lands, but you aren't able, Not to, able to shove move her. them. 
So you do slap her in the face, though. Really hard. <laughs> so with two success, that is three or plus your intellect. So seven damage. Does my wand count for that? The extra plus three on the wand oh, or no? Plus three more. So 10 damage. Excellent. She takes that like force of magical energy across the face and is like reeling for a second. Her eyes are teared um, up. I see tears flowing. <laughs> she's not tearing up. She just got hit in the face. Uh, you hear her like grab her face and cry out, not cry out, but like shout, Lelia, the little one. And the one with the sword up like looks at Milo. Um, Milo slips so behind Hob, but he can't. It is <laughs> it is now an NPC turn. Um, so we're going to go ahead and have Ram go try to take on Hob. So Hob, you like came up and tried out of your three point stance and tried to bash into Ram. It was not effective. So Ram is going to try to use your momentum as you like bash into him to kind of spin you around and like wrench your arm back and like get you out of position. Okay. So, and he's going to use a maneuver to aim. Three success, two advantage. So, um, yeah, that is going to be 10 damage, Hob. I keep forgetting, hold on. I need to roll this three setback die. Come on, wash it out again. Okay. Two success, one advantage is the okay. new result. So nine damage is what you take. Um, and with the one advantage, um, he will pass a boost to the next NPC to act other than Kath. So yeah, Hob, you come up and try to like bash into him, but he sidesteps a little bit and like wrenches your arm back really sharply and tries to palm your shoulder, like almost trying to pop your shoulder out of socket. Um, and now it is a PC slick turn. Question. Answer. Can I only enact bodyguard on my turn or can I do that as an incidental? Incidentals are on your, t there, there or is a not specific, sorry, out of, there's a specific term called out of turn incidental. So unless it says you can do it as an out of turn incidental, then it has to be on your turn. Okay. I do not think it says that. I don't think so either. Because I don't want to go right now. I want somebody else to, but I was going to give, uh, what's his name? <clears throat> Milo, my bodyguard thing. I will. Oh, I will what's his name? Try and deal with the spellcaster before she can set any more of us on fire because Harris is pretty freaked out by the horrible burns all over uh, it's Reinhardt. A it's a maneuver hob. So that. Yes. I, I, yeah. You would have to do it on your turn. Mm -hmm. Okay, Eris, so you're going to shoot the painter. Okay, uh, I will take him newer to aim. Um, you're boosted from my last go round two. Cool. Okay, so two boosts. Even more boostage. I'm going to uh, use a story point to upgrade the difficulty. Okay, uh, and not like, obviously I'm not changing rain band. I'm not engaged with anyone, right? No. Okay, so just narratively speaking, Eris will sort of scoot a little to the side to be uh, a little more out of the exact middle of all of this. Uh, and takes a knee and aims and fires another blast disc. Go for it. What? <laughs> oh my gosh. You rolled so many dice. Yeah, um, I, I get to. Okay, so, so that was five success, 
two advantage and a triumph, and your weapon has a crit rating of two. So let's deal with damage first. Well, let's so, see. Yeah, let's see where we are with damage. She's got fourteen damage coming her way. Okay. So she gets blasted and you see her drop back in between the cars, but like you hit her square in the chest and it seems that she like- Like falls, falls, not like she ducked back behind. No, like she got knocked out and like fell backwards and landed in between the car, the the train cars. Eris is slightly relieved that she did not fall off the train. Eris is not at this point sure enough of what's going on to murder people. Yeah, Uh, also, this is a cop, and if you murder them, it's probably going to be really bad. So, yes. yes. Um, huh. Okay. So her falling makes the rest of this difficult. Um, yeah. There, there's no point in critting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there's no reason to crit, and nobody else is within range, the range of any of the effects that I can do. Would we really get in trouble? I mean, aren't, don't Sentinels have like a pretty strict code on how they're supposed to act within the law I mean, and etc etc yes they're bound by the code of galifar uh, and the thronehold treaty strictly speaking they are so it just depends on whether they've <laughs> strict, got some fake paperwork uh, also in practice <laughs> this is true well sure but i mean it can't possibly be the case that sentinel marshals just get to go around attacking yes. people at random like Correct. That, the, the countries would not allow them to cross borders if that was if it just meant they could do whatever the heck they wanted yeah um anyway neither here nor there at this point gosh i really don't know what i i am open to suggestions from the team um as to some uses for could the other two be this so nice shocked that she fell that they turn around and have a big disadvantage for the next turn? Uh, yeah, I mean, what can I, what kind of harm can I impose on her sister at her great dismay at what just yeah, happened? You could absolutely either uh, upgrade the difficulty of her check um, to, uh, yeah, to I attack. Think I would. I think I would like to do that because it's, she's going to have a turn in a second and she's going to be able to act again. So yeah, I will upgrade the difficulty of her check. Uh, and with my two advantage, uh, what the heck, I will also impose a setback die on her. Okay. So uh, we can go ahead and get rid of one of the NPC slots. So she is going to, so she has two setback die, one from Kath and one from Eris an upgrade on the difficulty of her melee check, and she is going to attack Milo. Uh, have you just messed up your ability to act? Because didn't the painter lady go first this round? Did she use the first NPC slot? You just ditched your last NPC slot, but I think you've still got two active NPCs who haven't who haven't gone this turn. Ram went first. Oh, Ram went Ram, first. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm... Ram, yeah, she went first the first round to shoot fireball. Okay. So yeah, she is going to try to stab Milo. And you see the, you can see her dragon mark pretty clearly. She has the mark of the sentinel or mark of sentinel. And you see magical energy like run from her mark down her arm and encase in, in her sword. And so she is going to attack Milo. Paris is relieved. <laughs> Disadvantage cause I'm little. <laughs> Not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> to success. So she does hit you uh, for a total of eight damage. 
Also, we learn the name of her sister from her okay. cry of dismay. Uh, you you hear her uh, as as the sister fell. You hear her cry out, Tasra. We did it, boys. And then you all of a sudden you hear Milo go, "Oh dear!" And he collapses. <laughs> did you account for your soak? I only got a soak of one, and you What's hit me your for eight. Threshold? Seven. That can't be right. Yeah, I'm a little dude. No way. Eris uh, has it. Oh, we got robes. Nope. Yes, you're right. <laughs> what? Yeah. What is the halfling wound threshold base? Good night. Well, he only has a brawn of one, so. I got, I got a brawn of two, and I got 12. Okay, so Milo's nice. down. Hence the, oh, dear. Yeah, wound threshold six plus brawn. Dang. Okay. <sighs> That's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so it is now. In what sense are there physics that we need to worry about with a limp body on top of a train? I would say if none of you do anything about Milo's current state by the start of the next turn, he's going to start shifting that way. Um. But I, I would allow it to just be a maneuver to kind of like step on his cloak to secure his body and keep it from sliding further. So PC slot, uh, who still has to go? Reynard. I'm going to shoot Kath. that paintbrush lady. She's gone. I, I just what? I just did that. Both of the girls are gone. No, the sword the, lady is still up. Yeah, the the sword lady just stabbed Milo. Oh, I, brush lady I heard you talk the about The one you armor. referred to Sorry. as the angel earlier is still on the train. <laughs> okay. Uh, and she just stabbed Milo. Well, I'm going to try and shoot her, even though I'm at a disadvantage. Okay, so that's going to upgrade the difficulty once because they are engaged with allies. But doesn't she have some setbacks? She already got her setbacks on her attempted attack. Well, that's stupid. So you can you can use a maneuver to aim <laughs> to give yourself a boost die. Yes. And then you could use a story point to upgrade. And I like. will, because I'm mad. Okay. I'm a shooter. In the okay. leg. In Go the leg, it. so she doesn't die. And I did okay. it. Okay, so that is two success for advantage. Um, you said she was upgraded from being in melee? The difficulty was upgraded because she was engaged with an ally. If he shot her, his should have another upgrade. He's not in melee with her. His arm is has third degree burns all over it. He and healed I, that with his heal skill. I oh, thought no, he just he healed wounds. Yep, it did not. That's correct. Thank you. I think it would just add a purple, so. Yeah. Okay. So you only have three advantage, which means you can still crit on her if you like. Um, yeah. I would like okay, so <laughs> nine damage. I'd very much like 56. There's been a lot of crits this combat. I have. Mm -hmm. Don't worry. I haven't done any of them, guys. Uh. Agonizing wound. The target increases the difficulty of all brawn and agility checks by one. Nice. So, yeah, that's so that's a good one. Yeah. You said you were shooting her, going for her leg. Like you just shoot her right in the inner thigh and like the oh. arrow goes fully through and she just oh. lets out a yell as she grabs uh, her quadricep and just breaks the top of the arrow off 
as she like grits her teeth. Um, and she is looking real goofed up. Uh, PC turn. Um, right? Yep, it's just me. And then Kath. Yep. Oh, yes, of course, of course. Yeah, I'm just gonna have to smash the ram. Smash ram. Um, I think. Well, <clears throat> let me roll, and then I'll explain what I do. Oh. Um, but yeah, I'm going to. I'm gonna use a story point to upgrade the difficulty. Okay. Because despair is on train fights equal fun. <laughs> yeah. Fun is uh, fun's a word, man. Hey, would you like to use your maneuver to aim? On your <laughs> I, was, I was about to say it. Give me a boost die, because <laughs> I'm using my maneuver to aim. I can take. I can do another maneuver with strain. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I'm going to spend two strain, one for the maneuver and one as the cost. Well, it's it's two strain for the extra maneuver. So you'd be spending three. Total. Three strain then. I apologize. Thought it was one. Okay. So I'm going to give myself three more strain, and then I'm going to calm down with that. <laughs> um, uh, to to impose bodyguard on Eris since she's up here. Basically, you upgrade all checks difficulty of all checks against her for the rest of the until the end of my next turn. Are you doing bodyguard on Eris? Eris, yeah. Said? I was gonna do Milo, but he doesn't seem to need it anymore. So I'm just checking down the list. <laughs> Eris is next, and now I'm going to punch three success. Finally, okay. I think that Hob, Hob does the thing. He boxes both ears of this oh. Warforged. Not even okay. sure if that's going to do anything because they don't really have a biology per se. But Okay. And that's how many? How much damage? Eight damage. So yeah, you... Psychic damage. <laughs> yeah, you use the the heel of your palms into the side of, uh, of Ram's head and you see the metal just bend in just slightly um, and Ram kind of shakes his head and you hear a low chuckle. I think I say, I'm going to go ahead and and say, I'm going to say they're not going to be around to pay you. You might want to reconsider fighting me. On job like this I always get payment in advance. This is just for fun. Are you, are you, are you having a good time? I, this is not... (laughs) Are you not? Oh, no, no. <laughs> it's not what I came here to do. Um, Kath is going to attempt to finish off the uh, the woman uh, with the sword by grabbing her sword hand, stepping in with one foot in between her legs and bringing her heel up and trying to like heel kick the, uh, the arrow wound on the inside of her thigh. Oh, that's vicious. <laughs> Heck yeah, Cass. Cass messed up, man. She's going to maneuver to aim. One, three success, one threat. So it's a little stressful, so Cass going to take a point of strain. She drops to one knee. The, the, other, the sentinel marshal still standing. Drops her sword and drops to one knee and holds up a hand and she says, yield, I yield. And Ram like spins his head around and you could tell looks real upset. Um, start of the next round, Milo's body has begun kind of vibrating towards the edge of the train. Mm-hmm. PC slot. Eric would be so mad if we didn't do anything about it. Quite apart from Randy being mad. Uh, <laughs> 
yeah, I, mean, I mean, he's clue. I, I, I'm, I'm easily. I will take care of that. So someone else go. You, I mean, okay. I, I mean, someone who's going to continue fighting, beat up Ram yeah. some more. Yeah, I, Ram's, I'll, Ram's I'll distracted, right? Yeah. yeah. Ram spins around. I'm, I'm going to assume, away from me. Yeah, and I mean, he, he yeah. is thoroughly distracted. So I think I'm going to try to take that opportunity to do the exact same move that I finished him with in the pit, except for backwards this time. So he's not going to see when I grab him by the shoulders, fall backwards and try to flip him over me. Okay. He's just going to see sky all of a sudden. Okay. I'd like to do it. Let's see what happens. So because he's distracted, you can have a boost die. Would you like to spend a story point to upgrade? I want to spend a maneuver to aim and a story point to upgrade. I want to flip him off this train. (laughs) I, just, I know you do. I'm just picturing the despair. Um, yeah, and why not? I'll spend a story point to upgrade. Okay. Okay, we're um, ready. I am ready. Uh, that's, uh, that's three advantage <laughs> and a despair? Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Uh, uh. Oh no! Uh, I would like to use my advantage to stay on the train, please. <laughs> so yeah, Hob, you grab Ram as he like looks back and begin to shift your momentum, and he has not forgotten <clears throat> this move of yours, and so he plants plants his feet and like as you try to swing down, puts one hand like on the backside of your knee, like grabs down to prevent you from shifting your momentum that way. And then uses a hand to push your torso as he lifts your knee up, as you all of a sudden go flying backwards towards the edge of the train. End of episode. (laughs) This is Thank you all so much for listening. If you want to be part of the conversation surrounding this episode, you can head over to the Facebook group, The Geek Pantheon. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at The Geek Pantheon. And we have a Discord. If you want to join that, that's the best place to chat with us about the show and all sorts of other fun things like movies and books. Uh, And you can find the link to that Discord on our website, thegeekpantheon.com, or on the Facebook group. And we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Geek Pantheon. It's a wonderful community of listeners who enjoy supporting the show and enjoy all the wonderful things that uh that you can get from the various tiers and yeah we would love to have you be a part of that community you get some really cool stuff by joining it so go take a look see over at patreon.com slash the geek pantheon and yeah be sure to tune in next time to find out what happens to hob anyway i'm your game master eric i'm philip i'm trevor i'm randy i'm jeff and we will see you next time 